the Memorare. Remember, O most gracious Virgin Mary, that never was it known that anyone who fled to your protection, implored your help, or sought your intercession was left unaided. Inspired by this confidence, I fly to you, O Virgin of Virgins, my mother. To you I come, before you I stand, sinful and sorrowful. O Mother of the Word incarnate, despise not my petitions, but in your mercy, hear and answer me. Amen. All across the Gulf South, it's 7 a.m. Time to wake up on Catholic Community Media. Good morning, you're listening to Wake Up. On this beautiful Tuesday morning, you are tuning your heart to the truth. I'm Gabby Smith, along with Damian Collado and David Dawson. Hey guys, happy Tuesday. Did you make it? Yeah. Last night was a little uh, yeah. terrifying. Actually, yeah, you, you may have had it worse than us. I, I didn't have it so bad. Damian, did you? No. Just like Maybe. a windy, rainy night. Yeah. Yeah, it's kind of nice. Oh. Yeah. Oh. So. You had the thunder and all the fireworks and everything too, but I mean, it wasn't bad. It was like a little tropical storm, and I was just praying to God that everything would be okay, and it was. uh, I know some people had some trees down, power outages, some flooding. Oh, okay. Throughout Louisiana right now, there are some, um, you know, not a lot, but certain neighborhoods uh, are are experiencing some outages. You're right. Yeah, but But it's pretty uh, much moved out, right? uh, It'll be out of Louisiana pretty, pretty soon. Okay. Okay, great. Great. Mm. All right. Well, we need to be thankful for that. Yes. Thank you, Our Lady mm-hmm. of Prom Sucker, for uh, interceding for us. Indeed. And our prayers were answered in that regard. Today is the feast day of St. Adrian of Canterbury. So we'll offer up a prayer in the name of the Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Amen. Grant us, O Lord, that amid the uncertainties of this world, we may cling with all our heart to the things of heaven. For through the abbot, blessed Adrian, You have given us a model of evangelical perfection. May we be edified into living our lives according to the examples set by your saints. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God forever and ever. Amen. Amen. In the name of the Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Amen. 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 We will learn more about our saying of the day later on during today's show, but we're starting off at 10 after with some events. You can find all of these events in our listening area on our website at ccmedia.live. In 18 minutes, Claire Willis joins us. She is the assistant to the superintendent of Catholic schools in the Diocese of Baton Rouge. And we're talking about all things enrollment and open house because it's the time of year where you either re-enroll or you enroll your child into school for the next school year. So it's a busy time, lots of wonderful information. Claire is going to give us some details on it. In 35 minutes, Dr. Paul Chalu joins us. He's a theology teacher over at Catholic University, and we're going to be talking about love, death, and suffering, which is quite an interesting little Hmm. trio there, but in his new book, Heaven's Currency, A Study of Love, so we'll dive deeper into that topic. And in 48 minutes, Ben Clapper joins us. He is the executive director of Louisiana Right to Life, and we're talking about the upcoming day of prayer for the legal protection of the unborn. So how can we continue to help parents or women in crises uh, and support Louisiana Right to Life? Also, Ben's going to kind of give us a tease on their sold-out gala that's coming up. Uh, So, of course, 
<laughs> Louisiana Rights Life wouldn't want it any other way. So looking forward That's to getting great. an update from Ben on that as well. So looking forward to today's guest and today's show. And Damien, looking forward to your weather report as always. It's got to be better. Well, of course. <laughs> uh, but it's still going to be very windy. It's okay. going to be a windy day for sure. Uh, but the good news is those thunderstorms are almost out of Louisiana, just passing through the Slidell area at this time. Uh, heading to Mississippi and Alabama, most of you are getting that rain now. Should be out of your areas uh, by uh, lunchtime at the latest, before noon hopefully. Uh, winds are out of the west right now, 20 to 30 miles an hour most of the day, tapering off Jeez. after dark. High is going to be 52, lows 31. Tomorrow should be very nice. Plenty of sunshine, winds decreasing to 5 to 10 out of the southwest with a high of 62. Currently, everyone's right around 50, 51 degrees. It's 5 after on Wake Up. Good Tuesday to you. I'm Father Chris Decker, and today's gospel comes to us from Mark chapter 1. Jesus came to Capernaum with his followers, and on the Sabbath he entered the synagogue and taught. The people were astonished at his teaching, for he taught them as one having authority and not as the scribes. In their synagogue was a man with an unclean spirit. He cried out, What have you to do with us, Jesus of Nazareth? Have you come to destroy us? I know who you are, the Holy One of God. Jesus rebuked him and said, Quiet. Come out of him. The unclean spirit convulsed him, and with a loud cry came out of him. All were amazed and asked one another, What is this? A new teaching with authority. He commands even the unclean spirits, and they obey him. His fame spread everywhere throughout the whole region of Galilee. We've heard the gospel, and now we reflect. After the call of the first disciples, Mark records Jesus' first miraculous deed, an exorcism. Throughout his gospel, St. Mark shows Jesus' progressive dismantling of the powers of darkness that began with his defeat of Satan in the desert. This exorcism occurs on a Sabbath in the synagogue of Capernaum. The scribes taught by merely offering opinions or handing on customs of certain biblical interpretations. Jesus, in contrast, spoke powerfully as one who had authority in himself to reveal the definitive meaning of the scriptures. And as a result, his listeners sat in wonder and awe. Truth exposes evil. So, an unclean spirit cried out in fear and rage, What have you to do with us? The demon is alarmed because he knew that his uncontested possession was in danger of being lost. To throw Jesus off guard and to lead him into the sin of pride, the devil falsely claims hidden knowledge of Jesus' identity by calling Jesus the Holy One of God. Jesus will reveal his true identity in his own time, but not through demons. Therefore, Jesus silenced him with the command, quiet, literally, be muzzled like a dumb beast. Because the demon is confronted with a mightier one, his tyranny ends in his cowardly defeat. The people were amazed anew by Jesus' power and his new teaching. But it is not new in the sense that it has never been heard of before, 
but new because the truth of the gospel has the unique power to accomplish what it communicates. This is why the church urges us to prayerfully read the Bible and makes its own the words of St. Jerome, ignorance of scripture is ignorance of Christ. The church also teaches us that scripture is the soul of theology. And as a result, we are studying a corpse when we study our faith without its biblical soul. A good place to start is reading the daily reflections in the Munificat or using the commentary in the Ignatius Catholic Study Bible or the Navarre Bible. Have a wonderful day. This is Jimmy Sagers. Thank you, James. Thank you, Father Chris. And thank you for listening to Catholic Community Radio. We also appreciate you tuning your heart to the truth. That's what we try to do each and every day. And we also want to share with you some events whenever that opportunity arises. And this is one of those opportunities. So make plans to attend St. Agnes Gala in Baton Rouge. It's coming up this Friday. That's right, January 12th. It's going to be an evening of fun and excitement at Drusilla Place from 6 to 9 p.m. Tickets are $150 a person, $1,200 for a table of 10, so you kind of get a discount there. There's going to be a cocktail hour and a salad auction beginning at 6, and that will be followed by dinner and guest speaker Kathleen uh, Beckman, who will be speaking on the topic, The Light Shines on the Darkness. Hmm perfect topic for this time of year she's uh, good particularly too. insights to protecting yourself and your loved ones and that's what it's all about semi-formal attire for more information go to ccmedia.live or call dave on his cell phone why not why not we'll give that out <laughs> later uh, our lady of mercy catholic church is having a married couples retreat march the 9th and 10th at saint joseph's abbey in covington so for more details go to ccmedia.live that was yes, short. Well, the dice. Yeah, it was. Short and sweet. <laughs> you're so lucky. Well, I mean, you really, <laughs> but you might want to hurry and sign up for it because these things book up quick. So, go ahead. Yes, yeah, well, get it a lot longer. <laughs> but good job. <laughs> Something else that's approaching is the Diocese of Homa Thibodeau's annual March for Life trip to Washington D.C. It's going to be taking place January 15th through the 20th. The actual March for Life will be on January 19th. The pilgrimage is $600 per person, and they will have stops in Nashville to visit the Dominican Sisters. Then in D- in D.C., they'll visit the Tomb of the Unknown Soldier. Well, they will present a wreath. Plus, they'll go to the Holocaust Museum and the African American History Museum. Plus, a tour to attend the National Shrine of the Basilica Gosh. of the Immaculate Conception. Then a White House tour. You guys, wow. that's a lot of awesome stuff in one trip. Your money's worth. Yes. 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 Wow. I'm not sure if there are spots still available since the trip is so close, but it's worth a call. Sure. CCmedia.live is where you can go to sign up. And please pray for these young adults, the chaperones, the bus drivers, and everyone else who will be attending this wonderful, wonderful pilgrimage of a lifetime. Amen. Very good. The Sanctuary Course for Catholics, it's an eight-part program created in collaboration with the Catholic mental health professionals, theologians, and clergy. The program offers faith communities the opportunity to learn about mental health and grow in their ability to support anyone living with such challenges. The sessions are accompanied 
by compelling videos that feature the stories of Catholics living with mental health challenges. Uh, The course begins January 10th. That happens to be tomorrow. Mm. It'll be at 6.30 at the Molosson Center at St. Catherine of Siena. Each session will last approximately two hours if you want to sign up. You can go to ccmedia.live, and it'll show you where to go and how to do it. There you go. A men's axe retreat for St. George is going to be held February 22nd through the 25th at the Tracy Center in Baton Rouge. And the deadline to register for that is January 14th. That's only a week from today. So make up your mind. One of these things, uh, I mean, these things uh, book fast. <laughs> and uh, then the women's axe retreat for St. George is going to be March 21st through 24th. And the application deadline on there is the, the next week, January the 21st. It's also going to be at the Tracy Center. More information, ccmedia.live. All right, Dave, good job. <gasps> All right, folks, it's almost 15 after the hour on this Tuesday morning. Get up, get after it. Put a little something in your system and don't go too far. Come on back because Dave's going to be talking to Claire Willis here on Wake Up. This is Franciscan Media's Saint of the Day for January 9th. Today we celebrate St. Adrian of Canterbury. Today's saint turned down a papal request to become Archbishop of Canterbury, England. The Pope only accepted the rejection on the condition that Adrian serve as the Holy Father's assistant and advisor. Adrian agreed, but ended up spending most of his life and doing most of his work in Canterbury anyway. Born in Africa, Adrian was serving as an abbot in Italy when the new Archbishop of Canterbury appointed him abbot of the monastery of Saints Peter and Paul in Canterbury. Thanks to Adrian's leadership skills, that facility became one of the most important centers of learning in England. The school attracted many outstanding scholars from far and wide and produced numerous future bishops and archbishops. Students reportedly learned Greek and Latin and spoke Latin as well as their own native languages. Adrian taught at that school for 40 years. He died there, probably in the year 710, and was buried in the monastery. Several hundred years later, when reconstruction was being done, Adrian's body was discovered in an incorrupt state. As word spread, people flocked to his tomb, which became famous for his miracles. There's more about the saints along with inspiration and Catholic resources at our website, saintoftheday.org. From Franciscan Media, this has been Saint of the Day. past the hour you turn you are tuning your heart to the truth i'm david dawson <laughs> along with gabby smith and damian Calado. and right now we have claire willis she is the assistant to the superintendent of catholic schools in the diocese of baton rouge good morning claire hey good morning nice to speak with you all this morning yeah yeah claire's also a niece-in-law if you will. That's right. We're family here, so that's yeah. a, that's another coveted position in in the world. So <laughs> that is anyway that's wonderful. <laughs> Claire, you've got uh, you've got a lot going on right now. Well, you always have a lot going on right now, but uh, but we're we're already talking enrollment and open houses for schools. We are. It's that wow. time of year, so we we start to hit that season. Um, you know, some schools already started rolling with it, but uh, it it, it starts to hit pretty heavy for our schools. There planning for uh, re-registration and then new enrollment starting this month. And so um, we're eager to get the word out about Catholic schools and opportunities to send your children there um, 
if if your heart so desires. Yeah, yeah. Okay, talk about what some of these open houses have to offer. What what, what do you expect when when you go? Sure. So, uh, you know, each school does their enrollment process a little bit differently based on their school communities where uh-huh. they're located and families that they serve. Um, but most of them will offer some specific day, uh, usually towards the end of this month, middle to- end of this month, where they open the doors for visitors to come through and kind of get a glimpse into a day in the life on their campus, um, get a feel for the culture, the way the classrooms are run, um, okay. the different opportunities that are available to students there through, you know, clubs and sports and, um, you know, religion curriculum, for instance, um, get to meet teachers, administration, and just see the facilities. And so those are a great way to kind of get a good glimpse into a school if you haven't uh, had a chance either you're, you've got a child entering kindergarten for the first time or right. maybe you just hadn't considered Catholic schools before and wanted to kind of know what what's all the fuss about. So somebody coming in with their child or children and they're already in, say, a public school and they're interested in going into the Catholic school, They is, it's the parents and the children can come and check it out or would it be more beneficial for just the parents? Yeah, so depending on the age of the student, of course, but um, most schools will be open to having uh, children come through as well, especially for those open houses. Um, Other options that they may offer for families, you know, because maybe you look at your calendar and say, oh, January 21st isn't good for me. They will offer like shadow days or um, just on-campus visit days. They can schedule appointments to do uh, guided tours through the campus. And again, that's that's based on the family's decision if they want to bring the children or not. Um, For the most part, you know, uh, school-age children, the, the parents are the ones making those decisions. And so it's really kind of up to the parent to, to get to know what it is they're, um, they're committing to for the education of their children. But the children are always going to be welcome. Okay, okay. What is the timeline on this? I mean, or deadline? Because I, I, I'm sure yeah. it varies. Some people have to make a decision much later yeah, than, than, than this, you know? And, and so how does that work out? Sure. Sure. So most schools are going to offer a rolling admission. So that means they're going to keep accepting applications until their seats are filled. Um, so it really kind of depends on the specific school. We have some schools that tend to run um, with waiting lists. Uh, that's a conversation that the you know family would have to contact the school to kind of find out a little bit more about the deadlines and the chances. But we have plenty of schools around our diocese that are going to have openings you know, all the way through into summer where they'll still be accepting applications okay. um, at many different grade levels. So if, you know, families aren't quite ready to make that decision or trying to figure out um, maybe, you know, a transition happens and they don't know that they have the opportunity to seek out a Catholic school yet, they, there'll be an opportunity to keep looking and all they need to do is contact the school that they're interested in and um, attending and we'll be able to get so the schools set up will, a tour. Right. Mm-hmm. The, the, the schools will work with a family, for instance, a, a family that's Absolutely. been transferred in, you know, the, the guy's been, sure. or, or the, the mom has been transferred in or something from another job right. uh, out of town or uh, something like indeed. that. So, yeah. Dave, I highly encourage parents, especially parents of young, young kids, because I feel like the younger grades, like pre-K, kindergarten, tend to fill up faster than the older grades. But I highly encourage parents, in my experience, to look at different Catholic schools in the area. There are so many wonderful Catholic schools in the Diocese of Baton Rouge or in the Archdiocese of New Orleans, Biloxi, wherever you are, um, to look at different schools Mm -hmm. and and just kind of, quote, shop around, you know what I mean, and get the feel. What is right for your child? What is right for you and your family? Ask all the questions to the principal, the tour guide, the teachers, 
Anna, and and just do that. You you're kind of interviewing them because you're entrusting that school to watch your child and teach your child throughout the day while you're at work or whatever yeah. you're doing. Um, so it's a big decision I because so. the school is going to form your child. There's so many wonderful options in the diocese, so I highly encourage to to look around. Yeah. Yes, thank you, Gabby. I think we might need to hire you to be our sales. I was just about to uh, say. <laughs> oh, I love that. <laughs> Claire, Claire, we'll get to you later. I'm going to talk to Gabby about this. No, <laughs> no, that is. It's a big decision, though. It you is. really do because, yeah, it, you have to. It you is. have to do that, right? Well, right. and and I do want to interject to say, you know, one of the biggest considerations that families have to make, obviously, is the um, the financial commitment yes. to uh, yes. you know attending a Catholic school. And so uh, one thing that's really important for families to know if they are, are looking into our schools and maybe have thought they've been, um, they've been cost prohibitive in the past is that we, we partner with a number of scholarship programs okay. to provide um, financial support for families that need based um, for the most part there, you know, the, the, we have some information on our, our website that we can share out, uh, but it, we have scholarship programs. There are some deadlines to those. So that, that does, create a little bit more timeliness, but we have a number of um, scholarship organizations that we partner with that have kind of rolling deadlines as well. So if you miss the deadline on one, we have a second organization we work with with a later deadline and then a third organization with an even later deadline. Um, It is kind of first come, first serve money for qualifying families, but it is, they are available. We've been able to, you know, help a lot of families. We have diocesan assistance as well. for, for families in need, uh, including families who already attend Catholic schools who maybe their financial situation has changed and yeah. they're concerned about being able to remain in schools, we have some support for that too. So oh, really have been um, expanding our options to make sure that families desiring a Catholic education are not prevented from that because of financial reasons. Claire, what, what, is a, what, what qualifies a family uh, to attend? Yes. So there's uh, it's income guidelines. We um, you know depending on the size of your family and your income, yeah. there's there's some caps to it. And so um, kind of the general rule is as two hundred and fifty percent of the poverty line, but that line moves a little bit every year. And yeah. so um, we we put that information up. Uh, we've linked to the scholarship organizations. They kind of provide a guidance, so you can you know say, okay, I'm a family of five, and this is our right, you know right. our household income. Our if we're underneath that number then we're likely to qualify. Um, some of those scholarship programs that we, we partner with um, have some other eligibility requirements that may mean um, you have to be coming from a qualifying pu- public school in order to be eligible. Yeah. Um, but then we have others that have, uh, like our diocesan assistance doesn't have those same stipulations. It just has the income guidelines that we're looking for. And uh, what other qualifications, you, besides, you know, the, the, the money uh, thing, what, what about it, other requirements uh, for someone to attend Catholic school? Um, no, every school is going to have some admissions criteria. Okay. Meaning they'll probably do some form of uh, screening, and that's just to determine, you know, if a child is um, has all of the readiness markers to be successful. Mm-hmm. But for the most part, our Catholic schools are, are pretty broad range, especially if they're in pre-K and K. Um, you know, school readiness is pretty broadly defined. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, you know, most kids coming from the home will be will be pretty ready. Um, if they're transferring in from a, another school, they probably will do a placement test to just determine that entrance into that grade level will be a successful uh, transition um, or to determine yeah. if additional supports might be needed. So that's information they gather during the admissions process but aren't necessarily um, requirements for admission. 
Okay. Okay. Now, this is all. If, if if someone wants to find out what open houses are happening when, because they they schedule them at different times, how does that work? That's right. Yeah. So we'll uh, we'll be updating all that information on our website, the Catholic Schools Office website, so that okay. people can funnel in through there. Um, but uh, you know, best place of information is uh, best source of information is going to be each school directly. They're promoting their events on um, on their websites, their social media feeds. Um, and so, you know, kind of getting to know the schools in our area or your yeah. area, uh, like Abby said, kind of shop, shop around a little bit, but know what's, what's nearby you, what, uh, we have so many Catholic schools in, especially in the Diocese of Baton Rouge and in the Baton Rouge area. Yeah. Um, that you go two miles in one direction and then two miles the other direction and you're, you're going to have Catholic a school. Yeah. <laughs> but finding out which ones you're interested in, go straight to their, their website or follow their social media feeds, and you'll you'll be getting that information delivered right to you. Hey, we're having an open house, or hey, schedule a tour, um, depending on what their, their processes are. But we'll, we'll have all that hubbed out on our website uh, soon. I'm gathering that information now just so I Wonderful. can have that updated for everybody. That's okay, right. so you can be a central location where they can go to... That's right. D-I-O-B-R.org, right? Uh, and then look um, for Catholic schools. Yeah. You can do that, or we have a direct link at csobr.org, oh. which is the Catholic Schools Office. All mm-hmm. right. Gabby will put that in our Facebook uh, mm-hmm. feed as well. Perfect. C-S-O- Perfect. C-S-O-B-R? C-S-O-B-R? Yeah. Dot org. Dot right. org. Catholic Fantastic. Schools Office of Baton Rouge. Well, Claire Willis, thank you so much for joining us. It's uh, it's good Absolutely. talking to you. You know, uh, even though we're working, it's it's always good talking to you. So uh, I, I hope we get to visit really soon. Take care, Claire. I hope so too. Thanks, everyone. Have a great day. God bless. <laughs> It's oh fun talking goodness. to family when they're guests. Yeah, yeah. well, okay. That is fun. I, was, I was, yeah. I was about to ask you, how's your mom and them? You know, well, well I, but, I, I, I you thought know, that's where you were f- going next, but I figured y'all did that over the holidays. Yeah, so we did. We you, did. You so. caught up with her already. <laughs> All right, when we come back, uh, Gabby's going to be talking to Dr. Paul Salou, a theology teacher, on his book, Heaven's Currency. Bottom of the hour on Wake Up. It is 35 past the hour. You are tuning your heart to the truth. We're so glad that you are joining us today. I'm Gabby Smith, along with the dancing David Dawson yeah. and Darian Collado. I like that <laughs> intro. That one's my favorite. It's, it's a lot of fun. Yeah. Thanks, Jeff. <laughs> Dr. Paul <laughs> Shalou now joins us. He's a theology teacher over at Catholic University. And today we are talking about love Death and Suffering, and his new book, Heaven's Currency, A Study of Love. Quite an intriguing title when I got the press Uh release for this and dug a little deeper into what the book is about. Dr. Shalou, thank you so much for being with us. Take us through your book, Heaven's Currency. Well, Heaven's Currency is the uh, culmination of a three-part series of suffering, death, and and, uh, Christian mystery, suffering, death, and, and love. And uh, you could not have written this third book without the first two books. The, uh, there's tremendous synergy between love and suffering, love and, and death, and this brings it all together and brings it, brings it back to how you, how you love in order to, uh, to uh, get to heaven and uh, that all love comes from God and that uh, you need to share your love just like you need to, to uh, it's a, it's a, it's a uh, it's not a commodity. It's a, it's a a 
a uh, capability that you have to love. Yeah. That's it's 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 sort of like is it is it the in other words, the giving of the love and the suffering that we go through actually is I love the title, the currency of heaven, mm-hmm. uh, or heaven's currency. I love that. So just the action of love and such. This is this is what we're designed to do, right? Yeah. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. And uh, it was demonstrated for us by Christ on the cross, right? He, he uh, demonstrated that you needed to be willing to suffer for someone else in order to truly love them, and that's what this is about. Well, Dr. Shalhoub, this is something that's constantly being thrown at us, but that's something that Jesus also uh, came on this earth to give is love to everyone, right? And it was shocking to the people of the time. He was so different. Um, And his love can radiate through us, right? So how can we do that in today's world when there is so much noise out there is just the best word that I can possibly throw out and it's going to continue to get louder and louder uh, no matter what even when we turn on the news or we're going through things throughout our family um, or even in our personal life how can we radiate our Lord's love in and out into the world today well um, there there are four tasks of suffering that that I wrote about in the first book that uh, really build up that love you know it it starts out with uh, with uh, loving ourselves by uh, making vice uncomfortable and leading us to practice virtue to normal feedback was like if you if you eat too much you feel sick like that kind of thing right and then mm-hmm. the second task is to is for people to uh, recognize that avoiding suffering is to do the will of God and the third task of suffering is to unleash our love the neighbor showing our empathy and solidarity with them who we love and then the fourth task is to extend our love enough to suffer or suffer for our neighbor's good there's some depth of love like Jesus practice, and you need to get through those four steps in order to really truly love. Wow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What was your, what was the drive to write something like this? Because honestly, some talking about suffering, death, and of course, love can be kind of tricky. And especially when it comes to suffering and death, sometimes we don't want to talk about it. We don't want to think about it. We don't want to face reality. So what was your inspiration behind writing something like this? Well, the the first book was was uh, written because I was suffering a lot, and second mm-hmm. de- second book was written because my mother died uh, during, during in my care during the during the uh, the uh, writing of the book, and also because I was suffering from Parkinson's and it was becoming more and more relevant. Wow! And now the third book mm-hmm. came because my son said, "Hey, you know, you need to write something a little more happy for people." Yeah, it's not getting gravitated <laughs> towards oh. suffering and death. So. Goodness. And, you know, when I got into it, I found out that, um, you know, searching for, for love is really a search for God, and uh, and that uh, I could not have written those first, that, that this third book without the first two books, because they're mm-hmm. so interrelated in, in ways you can't really see without doing the first, going through the first stuff. Mm. Yeah. My goodness. Yeah. Who would you recommend takes a look at your book, because I think a lot of people could benefit from this, especially right now. A lot of people are suffering, uh, and that will always continue to happen, unfortunately. Who would you recommend can pick up this book and kind of give a spark of life to? Well, this book will, will, will talk about, it talks about all the different kind of relationships you have, and uh, it will, will solve, serve anybody who's suffering in any of those relationships with spouses, children, um, friends and family. So it's, it's, and it's really 
good for like around Lent then. And, uh, uh, yes, perfect. That's what I was right. thinking too. Yeah. It was that's Lent's true. a perfect book. Damien, I think I was talking over you. Well, uh, this is such I, a good uh, reference and book for many people. Yeah, I had a, a, a good friend of mine. Uh, he had a, a great niece who passed away just a week and a half ago. Uh, they're going to bury her this weekend, and the family is struggling mm-hmm. right now. She was 12 years old. Uh, wound up going into the hospital because she had the flu and the next thing you know developed meningitis and died within less than three days in the hospital and so the the family's questioning right now where's that love that god supposedly provides and boy sometimes it's just hard to give answers to that even though uh, those things happen. What, What do you say you say you have personal stories within your book how would you share with someone uh, an experience that experienced something of that nature? How do, how do you get them to understand that God still loves them? Yeah. Well, we become really more in the second book, Dying Up Here, but uh, the, uh, the way that uh, people can see that is that all, all dying is to the benefit of somebody's soul, either for the person who's dying or, or for somebody else who's witnessing that death. And so you have to look at that from a perspective. God, God plays a long game. He doesn't play the short game of, of uh, you know, it's eternal life, not, not uh, corporal life that he's worried about. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I told my, and so, my, my good friend, I said, look, you don't have to come up with answers. You right. just need to be there mm-hmm. to love them right now and show your support. Yeah. And, and sometimes that's, that's it, right? That's tough. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. My goodness. Dr. Paul Shalou, I think that your book can help so many people, and I want to give out that website where people can go and purchase their copies. So Dr. Paul Shalou is a theology teacher over at Catholic University, and we're talking about his book called Heaven's Currency, A Study of Love. Where can our listeners go and purchase their own copy? Well, it's going to be out in the marketplace on next Tuesday. So okay. not next Tuesday can they get it, but... Uh, they should be able to get it through any Catholic bookstore or any uh, place that sells Catholic books. Sophia Press uh, uh, and uh, Amazon, things like that. Wonderful. Thank you so much, Dr. Paul Shalou, for joining us today. Thank you. You're welcome. You're welcome. Yeah, it, yeah. I uh, definitely... Books, books well, I, like I, this, Real though. quick. Yeah, go ahead, Gabby. I'm sorry. Well, I posted it in the comment section for okay. today's Facebook Live video, but definitely right. check out your local Catholic bookstore. But yeah, Dave, the books like this are necessary yeah. and can be so much help for someone who is suffering right I, I, now. This and, is and the so gift of the Catholic faith. These people mm-hmm. sharing this, mm-hmm. going through struggles. I mean, you can go to the bookstores, you can go to Barnes and Nobles, and there are shelves and shelves of how to make yourself happy and feel better. Yeah, but that's avoiding books. this. Right. Yeah, that's avoiding this. Self-help, right. This guy is helping others. And it's, we are yeah. hardwired to do. Mm-hmm. I mean, I love that. I love that. So this yeah. is Sharing good. his personal story. Yes. That's uh, Hearing someone else's personal story and making you feel like, I am not alone in yes, this journey. And exactly. I can do this and God never left God still loves me he's always there for me mm-hmm. and in the midst of the suffering in the super dark times that yeah. can be kind of hard to see but it is it's true God has never left he's always by your side and he touches so, on the um, fact that he, he stories yeah. from the saints how the saints can intercede and help you as well and you can learn from their 
struggles oh, sure. in their lives. I mean, every saint, yes. you know, did not have a, a glorious life. Most no, no. of them had a, a major cross that they carried uh, throughout their lives. And, and it helps you deal with that uh, because you're not alone. That's the one thing everybody has to remember when a loved one dies suddenly and unexpectedly is know that you're not alone and, and there's somebody there who will help you carry that cross. Absolutely. Thank you so much, Damien. You're yeah. absolutely right. <laughs> Coming up next, Ben Clapper with Louisiana Rights of Life will be with us. It's 45 past the hour on Wake Up. minutes before the top of the hour and a happy Tuesday everyone thank you for joining us on wake up with us now the one and only Ben the clapper clap call him the wow. clapper <laughs> wow I don't know if you ever had that intro before but song. Ben Clapper's got a theme song when wow. it comes to wake up Executive Director of Louisiana Right to Life, a man on a move, a man with a mission, and we're so glad to have him. And, of course, the big gala is coming up, and we're not here to talk too much about it because it's basically sold out. But let's tell everybody about it because you do have a waiting list if somebody still wants to maybe sneak in. Right, Ben? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, good morning, everyone. Hey, and, yeah, I, I tell you, clap on, clap off. Uh, yeah. I, that's, like, that's like going back to grade school, man. It Thank is. You. Uh, but, yeah, our, our, our big Crowley Prolix Gala in New Orleans is this Saturday. Uh, Jim Caviezel is our keynote speaker. We're real excited. We do have a waiting list. Really, it's there because we have to, at this point, make sure with our numbers with the convention center. So please go on and put your name on the waiting list. We might be able, especially today, to put to give you the link to register. So please go in and do that. We'd love to have as many people there as possible. We should have about right at 1350, I believe, wow. uh, uh, people My there. Goodness. So it should be a great, great night. The weather is uh, looking much better than it was you know, the past day. So we're real excited about the gala. Yeah, well, very good. And um, share with everyone, really, what some of the monies are to go toward. Now, you also have some pro-life honorees as well, I think, worth mentioning. Absolutely. You know, our Proudly Pro-Life Gala is really one of the core ways that Louisiana Right to Life funds our mission, which is to keep Louisiana as one of the most pro-life states in America, mm-hmm. supports our legislative advocacy, our pro-life advertising, our outreach to moms who might be considering abortion, all the different things that we do as an organization, it supports those efforts. And, and yeah, really, those honorees this year, we always at our Proudly Pro-Life Gala honor some of those people who've been leading the fight for life in many different ways. And this year, we're excited to honor two separate ministries that really lead the way in a corporal work of mercy, and that is honoring those who those babies that have passed away, whether through miscarriage, mm-hmm. abortion, or stillbirth. And that is the Compassionate Babies for Indigent, uh, Compassionate Burial, excuse me, for Indigent Babies Ministry, led by Lise Nackery. And then the All God's Babies Ministry of Monday Night Disciples. I mean, just the beautiful work that they do, handmade caskets, you know, custom funerals for people at no cost, just amazing work. These people are dedicated. They're not paid to do this. It's just out of the goodness of their heart. And we're really excited to honor those two ministries at the gala this weekend. So 
it's going to be. And, and it's not only about raising funds, but it's about raising our spirits and, and really renewing our motivation. We know that this is not an easy fight right now, especially, and that the, when the world wants to tell us that we're crazy for wanting to defend life and help moms, this is a chance for us to be renewed in that mission and to make sure that we're ready for the battle that lies ahead. Yeah, Ben, to think that uh, you want to have life for everyone is an issue in in, in general, right? I mean, uh, that's why we need to continue to pray. And, of course, um, this being Pro-Life Month, January, uh, there's also a, a day of prayer uh, for our legal protection of the unborn as well, right? Share with everyone the plans for that. That's right, yeah. this is This month is about raising support, prayer, and showing our action. And the prayer aspect of it is uh, Monday, January 22nd, is that prayer for the protection of life, legal protection of life. Of course, that was the anniversary of Roe v. Wade. Of course, praise God, that's no longer the case, but it's still an important day of prayer for the legal protection of life. It's so important that we're doing that. There's also the nine days for life novena Mm -hmm. that leads up to January 22nd that uh, belief starts on the, I'm probably going to get it wrong there. I think that I saw the 16th on the USCCB's website though my math is making my mind think that's not exactly nine days. Mm, I think it's the 14th, but uh, yeah. 14th, okay. mm -hmm. So, uh, yeah, there's some great opportunities to pray. I I encourage every church, every family to spend some time in prayer. Just in our families, you know, abortion is not an easy topic to sit there and, and talk about, but it's something that we need to do because you don't want your children and your teenagers learning about these issues from others. It needs right. to be mm-hmm. start in the home. So the prayer is a great way to do that. So really encourage people to join us in prayer this month for the protection of life and for the help of moms and dads. Yeah, put on your calendar even. Try to go to Mass and offer up your Mass on January 22nd. I uh, think that would be a great avenue as well as Mm -hmm. part of your prayer. Uh, We've got about two minutes. I do want to touch on the fact that we've got a new governor, Jeff Landry. Where do you foresee that going? And also, hey, Speaker of the House, Mike Johnson, got a big advocate there for pro-life. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, we've known and worked with Mike for so long and uh, just so excited about him. So excited about Governor Landry. He's always been a strong pro-life advocate. His mom was a great and strong pro-life advocate as well from the beginnings of the pro-life movement. So uh, we really are in great hands. Liz Merle, our attorney general, another warrior for life. So we're really excited about the elected officials that are representing Louisiana Right now, in fact, Liz Merle, our new attorney general, will be speaking at our Life March, which is Saturday, January 20th in downtown Baton Rouge. So I encourage everyone to come out to our March for Life in downtown Baton Rouge. And that begins at 10 a.m., meet at the Capitol. We're going to march to the area uh, behind the old state Capitol. So uh, mark your calendars. Meet again at the Capitol at by 10 a.m. on Saturday, January 20th to March for Life. So we do have some amazing leaders. Louisiana is really leading that way for uh, for life across the country, and we need to make sure that we're standing strong together and standing firm against those people that want to have us go backwards. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Well, Ben, you're doing a great job. I love the fact that uh, things are moving forward and we're doing everything we can to protect the lives of the unborn. Thank you so much for your efforts. 
great job with the gala that's coming up uh, this weekend. Have a lot of fun, but also we know it's all for a good cause. If you want to learn more, where can they go? Absolutely. Well, for the Gallup, they can go to ProLifeGala.com. And then for us as a whole, Louisiana Right to Life, our life marches everything. It's just ProLifeLouisiana.org or just Google Louisiana Right to Life. You'll find us. And we're on all social media. All right. Ben Clapper, Executive Director of Louisiana Right to Life. Thank you for being with us this morning. Thank you. All right. God bless. All right. I love well, that. I get excited. I, I, it's I, just I am amazing. so against abortions. It's not even Yeah, but, but he, what, what a warrior this guy is. Oh, yeah. And has been. He's, he's amazing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, okay. Well, let's pray that. as well because uh, being baptized was, is, is an important part of our lives as well. And yesterday was the baptism of our Lord's feast day. And so I, I still think it's, it's a good prayer to, to offer up today. In the name of the Father, Son, Holy Spirit, amen. Lord Jesus, I want to take a moment to thank you for your wonderful gift of baptism, the moment when you opened for me the doors to heaven, the moment from which I can be called one of your followers. Through my baptism, I can truly be called a Christian. Help me to be worthy of this calling. Strengthen me today with your grace and presence. Guide me along the path of life. Help me to be your light in all that I do. Amen. Amen. In the name of the Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much for joining us today. Big thank you to our wonderful Jeff Blackwell, our audio director, and of course, Karen Cotton, our video technical director. We're so grateful for you both. And thank you to our listeners and viewers today. We'll catch you back here tomorrow at 7 a.m. Central Time. Johnny Aber joins us with his gospel reflection. Dr. Jerry Crete, a marriage and family therapist, will talk about managing post-traumatic stress and anxiety. Dr. Tom Neal from the Diocese of Pensacola, Tallahassee will join us. And we'll continue our Catholic 101 segment with Dr. Jordan Haddad from Notre Dame Seminary. Have a wonderful Tuesday. God bless. Wake up is a production of Catholic Community Media.